Welcome everyone to Memphis Hardwood Draft Edition. I'm holding down the fort solo today as Marvin Stockwell is likely on the beach drinking a sweet pink little drink with a tiny umbrella hanging on the side of it. Um, He's likely not doing that, but I am here alone to talk today about the draft, which is going to come up on tomorrow, and in particular, who the Grizzlies uh, may want to think about with the 22nd, 29th pick in the first round, as well as the 47th pick at the back of the second round. Um, Just a few things before we get into it, a couple of assumptions, just in terms of what I think the Grizzlies will not do. Um, I don't think that the Grizzlies in the draft are going to go after a center. Maybe they will. Um, I just I just don't think that that is going to be the case. I think you can find uh, big guys pretty easily um, on the market. And it's sort of like backup point guards in that sense. I just don't think that you need to go after um, the the big guy in the draft. I also don't think you're going to need to go after a point guard in the draft because you have your starting point guard of the future on the roster. The available market for point guards is pretty cheap, um, so you can usually find one pretty easily. And so I don't think that the Grizzlies are going to go after um, a big, a center. Um, they may go after a big wing. We'll talk a lot about that. Uh, But I don't think they're going to go after a traditional five, and I don't think they're going to go after a point guard. And if I'm wrong, well, I'm wrong. You want a good wing. I think that that is really what the Grizzlies are after, because like every NBA team, you want a playmaking big wing who can guard on the perimeter, ideally create their own shot, knock down open threes from the corner, top of the key, whatever it may be. Every team is looking for that elusive playmaking, defending big, and the Grizzlies are no different. And so my draft prognostications are going to focus primarily on those types of players, Um, particularly players that can be had um, in the middle of the first round um, to the early 20s in the first round. I do think the Grizzlies will trade up. Zach Kleiman has done that every year with the exception of John Morant's year in the draft that he has been at the helm of the Grizzlies. And I do think that that will continue this year. So I don't think the Grizzlies will pick at 22 and 29. I actually think they're going to pick probably more in the mid teens. Again, this is just my prognostication. Um, We've heard that they are trying to get up as high as number four, uh, which Sacramento currently holds. But I don't think that they're going to make it above 10. I think the Grizzlies are going to pick in the mid-teen range. And I think they'll give up both uh, the 22nd and the 29th pick to get there. But hey, who knows? I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. I was wrong earlier today. And it's possible I'll be wrong again right now. So what are we thinking about in the back half of the second round? Well, I have to take the homer on this. Lester Quinones, 6'5", forward, 205 pounds, averaged 10 points for Memphis pretty much all three years that he played uh, in the AAC. 39% three-point shooter um, on four-plus attempts uh, per game. Um so he's, you know, he's a good player. He's he's a he's a strong defensive player. Those of us who follow Memphis, we have seen him um, doing a lot of great things in the full court press that Penny Hardaway really likes to use. So I think that those are all, you know, good attributes for a player that you can take a swing on in the second round. So I vote for Lester. I mean, it is a bit of a homer, but I think that he could be a good player uh, in the NBA. I do think his shot is a, a pretty sure thing. He's a tenacious defender, so hey, why not go for it? 
Another person that's been um, mentioned that uh, played for the Tigers is Josh Minot. I think he's going to go a lot higher. I think he's going to go probably in that mid-teen range. Um, you know, excellent playmaker, has some length, um, you know, has really improved his draft stock, I think, even since uh, the end of the college season, probably through workouts, being at the combine, etc. Um, so maybe Josh Minot, two Tigers uh, in the draft. Obviously, Jalen Durant, a center. Um, is likely to go, I would say, late lottery. He'll probably go in the 8 to 12 range, maybe right there at number 10. I think he's projected at number 10 on a lot of um, a draft, uh, a mock draft. So we'll see. Um, I'm working backwards now, going from players that I think are going to go late in the draft slash players that I would prefer less than others all the way up towards my preferred player to get in this draft. And again, I think the Grizzlies will try to trade up and I think they'll try to get a wing, a large playmaking wing in the mid teens, probably in that 15 to 18 range. Um, and so, uh, still moving backwards from the second round, Gabriel Procida, um, has been playing in Italy in the pro leagues. Uh, he's six, five. He's projected as a mid first early second round player. He could fall all the way back to the end of the draft. Average seven points, uh, per game on 38% from three, 2.3 attempts from three. Really hard to know if this translates uh, to the NBA. Uh, you know, the Grizzlies have taken swings on overseas players who have shooting upside or have shown um, high potential as three-point shooters overseas. Um, but who knows? Maybe this is a good draft and stash late in the second round if Gabriel Procida is still there. Maybe you take a swing on him. All right. These are the players now moving into that big wing territory that I think the Grizzlies um, could take a swing on. And, and I'm going to start here with my least desirable player, and I will move up towards my most desirable player for the Grizzlies to take in the first round. Uh, we'll start with Dalen Terry, 6'7", wing, 195 pounds out of Arizona, projected to go late first, mid-second round. Um, he's taking uh, three uh, three-point attempts per game. Um, he's shooting it pretty decently. He shot well from the the free throw line, 74% last year, 68% from his career. So maybe that's tra trajectory uh, trending upwards. He's a three rebounds, three assists, one steal uh, per game guy and averaged uh, eight points last year. Dalen Terry is really more of a defensive stopper. He turns defense into offense. Obviously, this is something that the Grizzlies know a lot about. He's also a good passer. Um, he's excellent in the open floor. He's got a lot of athletic ability. Um, he's, he's not really a creator for himself, but he can make plays for others. You know, he comes back to that, that passing. He's improving his catch and shoot game. Um, I think he profiles a lot like DeAnthony Melton. You could do a lot worse than to have a guy who profiles like DeAnthony Melton. Um, he has three assists for every turnover. He's very ball secure, average 2.5 steals per 100 possessions. He's an elite defender. Um, shot 35%, but on low volume from the three-point line, 65% from the line. Hard to know what kind of real shooter he is. But again, he turns that defense into offense. I think uh, a D'Anthony Melton uh, comp is a good one. He's got extremely long arms. Um, so Dalen Terry at 6'7", coming out of Arizona. I think he could be, he has the potential to be an NBA rotation player. You already have D'Anthony Melton on your roster. But you may have to end up paying DeAnthony Melton more. You're already paying him quite a bit, I think, 8 to $10 million a year. So maybe you pull in junior DeAnthony Melton, right? And you let DeAnthony Melton go, as has been pointed out by Drew Hill and Chris Harrington. 
if you can get guys who can be contributors on small contracts, that's going to be especially helpful in the years ahead because obviously John Morant's going to get a max contract ex- contract extension this year. Jaron Jackson Jr. just signed for $100 million. Um, you're going to have a fair amount of your roster um, taking up a, a small number of roster spots, taking up a lot of salary cap space. So maybe you bring in um, Dale and Terry uh, and he becomes your new D'Anthony Melton. Um, we'll just have to see. Another prospect, mid-first to early second round, is Jake Hilaravia, 6'9", 228 pounds. He's got a wingspan of 6'9", as well. Spent two years at Indiana State, and last year he played at Wake Forest University. 15 points uh, per game last year, 39% um, on um, two three-point attempts per game. So a low volume, um, but hitting him at a pretty high rate. He's a 78% free throw shooter, so that bodes well in terms of his actual ability to shoot long-term. Averaging 6.6 rebounds, 3.7 assists, he does a little bit of everything. One block, 1.7 steals per game. Um, at his size, he, he can be a really impactful corner threat in terms of spot-up shooting. Um, he just had a low shot volume in college, so it's hard to know, again, how that's going to translate into the NBA. His motion looks good. He's got a good wrist flick. He's got nice touch. He's got a high release, but it's very square. He always squares up with the rim. He's also a high percentage finisher at the rim. He can post up with his size. Um, he's not an elite athlete. He tends to be much more methodical when he gets down low. He bangs, he bangs, he finds a strategic little route to the basket and can often get it in. He defends well, particularly at the four, and that could be helpful if and when Jaron Jackson Jr. goes to the five. He's a solid defensive player. He knows where to be. He's excellent in rotations. So maybe um, Jake LaRavia um, could be our power forward of the future as we think about Jaron Jackson Jr. transitioning to holding down the middle. Again, he's projected to go mid first to early second. So um, let's see. He's He looks like a great player. Um, you just, again, you never know how things are going to translate into the NBA, but his shot looks smooth and you really can't have too many big guys that can shoot the ball and defend well. All right, moving on up the list. Julian Champagny, Champagny, I don't know how to say Julian's last name, 6'8", forward, 220 pounds, spent three years at St. John's, Um, he has got a 6'10", wingspan, and he's projected as a first, late first to mid-second, so could be there for the Grizzlies, even if they don't trade up. Average 19 plus points over the last two seasons, he is a flat-out scorer, He's 34% on a high volume of threes. He's shooting six per game, 78% free throw shooter. So I think his shooting is bona fide. Um, Average six rebounds, two steals, one block. Great defender. He has good numbers. Profiles as an excellent player on paper. Um, He plays good defense. He is a good scorer. As I said before, he's just a flat out scorer. He's very good on the catch and shoot. And he can create off the bounce. And that is one of the things... I think that is valued more, almost more than anything in the league these days, is a big wing who can create his own shot, particularly off the dribble. He's comfortable in mid-range. When you look at his mid-range pull-ups on on video, they look very good. Um, He's very comfortable outside. He will not hesitate to pull the trigger. I mean, again, he was taking six threes per game in college. His shot mechanics look fantastic, and he has this wicked step back going to the left, just like Luka Doncic. (laughs) I'm not suggesting that uh, Julian is like Luka Doncic, but boy, he's got a shot that looks just like Luka's step back to the left. 
Um, he hit some big shots this past year for St. John's in big games. Um, and one thing that's great about him is he's a mismatch in the post. He can be very physical. So he's got his shot right from outside, from the mid-range. Um, but he also is very comfortable uh, banging down low with guys. And he can often be a, a mismatch uh, because he's so physical at 6'8". Um, so much confidence on the offensive end. I mean, it's just clear he believes in himself and his shot. Um, and when you get to the defense, he's very solid as a one-on-one defender. He has great hands, lots of swipeaways, lots of steals um, in various court situations, right? I even saw him stealing the ball in some inbounds plays. Um, he also plays great in the open court. He can get offense from his defense. Um, and, you know, when you read the scouting reports, people say believe in his shot. Um, he can improve in the catch and shoot, particularly in a more simple NBA system, maybe where he's just getting posted up in the corner to start. Um, but in terms of his you know, ability to create in the NBA, he may struggle with one-on-one separation against more elite defenders um, and finishing at the rim. This is an area where you know he definitely uh, can make some improvements. But uh, Julian Champagny looks really, really good. 6'8", 6'10", wingspan, uh, three years at St. John's. He's got a track record. Played against some solid competition. Um, He did a little bit of everything. Again, two steals, one block. Plays in the open court. Could be just the kind of player that the Grizzlies uh, will want on the wing. All right, moving on up to Christian Braun. 6'6", 205 pounds out of Kansas. 6'6", wingspan. Projected to go mid-first to second round. Average 14 points last year for the Jayhawks. 39% three-point shooting on three three-point attempts per game, 73% from the line, suggests his uh, shooting is not an aberration, 6.5 rebounds, three assists, one steal. So he's doing a little bit of everything for you, as these big wings can tend to do. And guess what? He averages almost a block a game as well. He is a very athletic player. He can play above the rim if need be. Kind of reminds me of our old friend Grayson Allen, just in terms of his ability to Uh, turn on the hops and tomahawk down a dunk on your head. Um, Plays in transition extremely well, as you might imagine, as uh, someone who's so athletic. Um, Again, has those big hops. He's great at turning defense into offense, an excellent open floor player, Um, which again, the Grizzlies, they like that. That is their style of play. Now, obviously, they need to figure out their half-court offense going forward, but when you've got 39%, uh, from the three-point line um, on three attempts per game, that's not a bad. That's not a bad place to be for Christian Braun as you think about how to improve your perimeter shooting. Um, he's strong. Again, he's a great athlete, but he he's strong. He can finish through comp- contact. And one of the things I think that really appeals to the Grizzlies probably about Christian Braun is that he plays with fire. He's a fierce competitor. He brings a lot of that same energy that you see from a Dylan Brooks. Um, plays very under control, but he also has um, the heart of a champion. So Christian Braun, 6'6", um, out of Kansas. Um, excellent big wing. Um, not as um, capable of, as creating for himself off of the bounce, um, but in a system right where he has a more limited role, could be an excellent shooter playing in the open court, an excellent defender, and bring size at that wing position. All right, continuing to move up here. Uh, Blake Wesley, 6'5", 185 pounds out of Notre Dame. Blake has a 6'11 wingspan. 
So he has a freakishly long set of arms. Um, he's projected as a late lottery to mid first. So if the Grizzlies move up into that 15 range, maybe Blake Wesley is still on the board. Maybe the Grizzlies trade up to take Blake. Um, he averaged 14 points, four rebounds, 2.5 assists for Notre Dame last year. 1.3 steals. He is elite in the steal game in part because of his extraordinarily long arms. A 30% three-point shooter on four attempts per game. That's not great. And he's a 65% free throw shooter. He had 47% of his twos completed. Um, So he definitely, I think, has some upside. You can continue to improve that three-point game. Um, But he has a decent handle. He can handle the ball. And, you know, the Grizzlies did pretty well. Chris Harrington's pointed this out previously. Grizzlies did pretty well without a true point guard on the floor. And so if you bring in someone like Blake Wesley, he can handle the ball and he can play on the wing. Um, and so in that way, a little bit like D'Anthony Melton also with the long uh, the long arms. He's an excellent athlete. He has a great mid-range uh, pull-up, uh, great pull-up jumper. So he's, he's able to create off the bounce. And again, I put a high premium on that. He looks a little bit more like DB, I think, than um, D'Anthony Melton. He's got more length, obviously. Uh, creates his own shot and beats guys off the dribble. I mean, you you really you need that in today's NBA and especially in the half court where you're going to have to find offense. Um, he doesn't appear to be a chucker. <laughs> I think Dylan Brooks falls a little bit into that category sometimes. We've all watched him and loved Dylan Brooks for many years, but I don't think Blake Wesley is going to profile as, as much of a chucker. I don't think he's going to see himself as the best player on the court <laughs> uh, most games, which I think often is how Dylan Brooks thinks about it. He's a good one-on-one wing defender. He turns defense into offense. Again, something that the Grizzlies really value. Um, He's already good in the pick and roll, so that bodes well for the pro game. Um, He could be a better finisher. Um, And again, people have said he may have some high shooting upside. So can he get that 30% three-point shot um, on four attempts per game? Can he get that up to 35, 37% in the NBA? If you can get to 34, 35%. Um, you will be a rotation player in the NBA with that size. Um, folks have said he, he comps sort of like Deontay Murray. I definitely can see that. Um, this may be a real high upside player. So again, can the Grizzlies trade up, take a swing on him? The Grizzlies have been very good at developing players. Um, I think he profiles even as having more uh, upside potentially um, than Zaire Williams, um, who has come along beautifully this past year. Um, so we'll see Blake Wesley. Will he be there? Uh, can the Grizzlies cha- trade up, uh, at number 15? That's my second best prospect. All right. So my first, uh, the, the, the person who's number one on my list is EJ Liddell, Ohio state forward, six, seven, 240 pounds. He's a mid to late first rounder. He had three seasons at Ohio state. He averaged uh, 19 plus points this past year, eight rebounds, 2.5 assists, 2.6 blocks, Shot 37% from three on four attempts, 49% from the field. Uh, He ticks all the boxes. He's already good at shooting the three ball. He's already a flat-out scorer. He shows hustle, getting on the glass. He can pass the ball um, at 2.5 assists per game. He's an excellent athlete, and if you go watch some of his um, tape, you just see these chase down blocks. He's, he's actually an incredible rim protector, right? Even at six, seven, um, he alters shots on closeouts again, because of his length. Um, he's excellent switching on ball screens. He can guard smaller guards. 
Um, he has um, an elite wingspan uh, as well, and he can post up with his size. And the good thing about it is when he posts up, he's not um, always going for his shot. He can draw multiple defenders, defenders and pass out of the post. He can create his own shot. Again, this, I think, one of the most important things uh, once you get to the NBA level. So will that translate from the college level? Um, he could be a small ball five for the Grizzlies, um, which, again, this is something that you prize. Um, not a great one-on-one player. He 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 really um, ch- he's challenged when he's faced face up with players. He's much better with his back to the basket. So he'll have to figure out the face up driving. Um, Drew Hill over at uh, the Daily Memphian likes him. Harrington likes him too. Um, he could potentially take over Kyle Anderson's role this year. He's been compared to Grant Williams, PJ Tucker. Um, so I, I put EJ Liddell at the top of my list. If the Grizzlies. Um, I think if, if they have a sense he's going to go, um, and they really want him, maybe they trade up to take EJ Liddell, uh, six, seven forward out of Ohio state. So, um, I think this is, I think this is just excellent. I think he's, um, I think he's going to be a great prospect for the Grizzlies. And I said he was my number one prospect and he kind of is just in terms of what I think the Grizzlies can get. But this is now we're moving into sort of dreamland territory. Um, it's possible that Benedict Mathurin will be on the board when the Grizzlies pick, depending on where they pick. He's projected to go anywhere from mid-lottery to mid-teens. Um, this guy is amazing. 6'6", he has a 6'9", wingspan, 20 years old. He spent two years at Arizona, 18 points per game last year, 37% from three on six six attempts. Um, just really can shoot, can just flat out shoot the ball, has length. Um, and is bringing that, I think, into the NBA game. I think it will translate immediately. Um, he's getting five rebounds uh, per game, two assists, one steal. Um, not as potent a defensive player, but he has the potential. And again, he's getting a steal a game. He's just a flat-out scorer. He has defensive upside. Um, and every player who comes into the NBA has to learn how to play better defense. That is just something that you have to get better at uh, year over year. So if Benedict Mathurin comes in, as a score, but with that defensive upside, I think in the Grizzly system, um, he can get better. I mean, look at Zaire Williams. He just, he was rail thin this past year, um, had some good instincts on defense, but couldn't keep guys in front of him just because he wasn't strong enough. He'll get stronger this summer, right? So you look at a guy like Benedict Mathurin and you think, well, okay, well, he can come in and get better on defense. He's already a great athlete. That bodes very well. Uh, for his defensive upside. He's a spot-up scorer. He's good off screens. He's a good slasher. He can score pretty much at all three levels at the college game, and I think that a lot of that will translate uh, to the NBA game. When he shoots, it's it's uh, it's it's observable that he brings the ball pretty down low on his shot. I don't know if that they'll want to change that, but it just strikes me as kind of a liability in the in the NBA game. Um, but nevertheless, I mean, that's the only, you know, real negative I can see with Benedict Mathurin. He's an excellent three scorer in transition. He can run to the three point line in transition and get that ball up. He moves his feet on D. Uh, but again, I think that will be the biggest area of improvement is his defensive ability. So Benedict Mathurin, I think if the Grizzlies want to take a real swing and they may have to give up some assets to get high enough, uh, to take Benedict Mathurin, I think he is the best wing in the draft in terms of a fit for the Grizzlies. Um, But I also think EJ Liddell uh, is going to be right there at the top of the list too. And he may be there without you having to give up too much going forward. 
So y'all, that is our draft preview. The draft will be taking place on tomorrow. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, again, picking at 22, 29, and 47. Maybe they take a Tiger late in the second round. How cool would that be? Um, and then I've given you some uh, forwards, some long wings who can shoot the ball, um, who can create off the bounce. That was one of the things that was very important to me um, and who already can defend well but have good defensive upside. Thanks, y'all, for tuning in. Let's see if the Grizzlies pick any of these players uh, in the next day. We will know pretty soon, uh, but look for some fireworks. I do think Zach Kleiman is going to trade up, and if he trades up and takes one of these players, I'll just feel great about that. And hopefully you will too because these are all good players um, and all have the opportunity to be quality rotation players in the NBA. Thanks, y'all, for tuning in to Memphis Hardwood. We will be back on next week with our friend Jeff Calkins. We're going to start our oral history of the Grizzlies franchise on next week, and he's going to talk a little bit about the Grizzlies' move to Memphis from Vancouver, some of the challenges and contestations of that period, and ultimately what ended up happening, how the Grizzlies got relocated, and what those early years looked like. So don't forget to tune in next week. You won't want to miss it. I'll be back with Marvin Stockwell and Jeff Calkins. Thanks for tuning in to Memphis Hardwood. Go Grizzlies.